0: Okay, shalom everybody after a very long interval and the world has been shaken so much and in a sense what's happened in the world is so directly related to this lesson because in this lesson it talks about reaching the Keter through being B'Simcha one reaches the level of the Keter and the nature of the Keter Mm -hmm. we're going to see is it bounces back a person and what a unbelievable bounce we've been pushed back as a nation with what happened crazy everybody with what happened a pogrom in 2023 2023 yeah, to almost 2024 it's like taking the carpet from under the feet and we, like you know what what hit us we have we had no idea we have no idea what's hit us and it's literally like what he says here about the keter and rabbi nachman teaches is going to coming up that your attitude in taking this the right way, which is to be stronger in Simcha, that will lead it that it's a stepping stone for the coming of Mashiach Bezvat Hashem, which is, sorry, the ultimate Simcha Bezvat Hashem. Okay? We're gonna recap a little and to get to where we left off Bezvat Hashem. Rabbi Nachman teached in this lesson that when a Jew does mitzvot with joy, so he's able to lift the holiness, holy sparks, the kedusha associated with the mitzvah that he's doing, and himself, out of the darkness, out of exile, out of the bitterness and the sadness of exile. Okay? That domain we're going to see coming up is called the exchanged chambers. Ehechal Atmurot. Why? Because that's how this world, this world works. This world fools everybody. You don't know what's good and what's bad, what's right, what's wrong, what's truth, what's falsehood. Everything's mixed up. The Torah for sure guides us. But this world in itself fools everybody. Okay? You can only fool if there's a choice between good and evil. If there's a choice between good and evil, then you can be fooled. If it was total evil, then you couldn't choose. It's obvious. Everything's bad. But because there's room... For choice, that allows for evil to fool you. You understand? You can only be fooled if there's a choice. If there's an option between good, right, and wrong. If everything was just bad, and then it's obvious everything's bad. The whole thing is that you can fool something because there's good and evil. So because of that, this world, this domain called the exchange chambers, is another term for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The admixture of good and evil, that was the blemish of eating of the tree, of Adam and Chava, of eating the tree of good and evil, is that now everything's mixed up. You don't know what's good and what's evil, what's right, what's wrong, everything's mixed up. This world is that ball game, okay? Our goal is to sift out the good, bring it out. The only way Rabbi Nachman teaches to sift it out and bring it out is being Simcha. Happiness. What happiness? The happiness that you're doing something which has an eternal value and eternal worth. When you know doing a mitzvah, the word mitzvah we said, if you remember previous classes, it's a connector. It connects you back to Hashem. If you know doing a mitzvah is what connects you, so you should be the happiest person in the world. We get sidetracked, we get confused, we are overwhelmed, there's so many things happening, especially especially when davening. The greatest example is davening, shacharit mincha, arvit, that's when Rabbi Nachman teaches in Lesson 30, all the confusions come to, to make you mumbled. But in reality, if you just have a calm, calmness, if you had a calm head, yeshuvadat, and focused on what you're doing, you should technically be the happiest person on the world, and, you know, just walking with, wearing talit and tefillin and saying prayers, is like you're totally immersed in the highest levels of kedusha, the highest levels of kedusha, and and you really don't realize it, but really I'm doing the greatest thing, I have every reason to be happy, even if I can't concentrate on the words. I still have to be very happy. Yetzirah does a good job making us upside down. That's the job. Rabbi Nachman teaches is you have to work on being besimcha, being happy. bizat Hashem. What this does, it lifts you out of the darkness, lifts the mitzvah that you did out of the darkness, gives it momentum, momentum, until you you reach now the bracha, like we said, blessings. And then, if you're you you make the right choice, you choose the blessing of intellect. And then you bring, you join your intellect with what's called emuna, and this is where we're holding now. This is the prerequisite for what's called the level of the Keter. The Keter is really the, it's not the goal, it's now the, the next stage opening up to what's beyond it, which is called the infinite light. Nothing greater than that, okay? So, Rabbi Nachman says like this, take a look at paragraph number seven. We're going to just recap from the beginning to get to where we're holding today and from the innerness of the blessings, we went into this a lot in the previous classes, based on the Kabbalah, what it means, but he's trying to say also the inner essence of the blessings, and you notice he changed the language from Hebrew to Aramaic, is how you say blessings in, in Aramaic, not in Lashon HaKodosh, not in the Holy Tongue, it's because now this domain that we are now working to fix is the admixture of good and evil, which Rabbi Nachman says in lesson 19 is the idea of Targum. Targum is an in-between language. It's not the holy tongue, and it's not an impure tongue. It's something in-between. Okay? And that means it corresponds to the tree of knowledge of good and evil also. Targum is the danger language of the exchange chambers. Because it's a mixture of good and evil. It's in-between holiness and, and impurity. So because of that, evil can use that domain to fool a person. Targum is the craziness of, li- of daily living in this world where everything's mixed up. And we need to separate the good and the evil. It's not easy, but that's the domain of, the, of this world, okay? That's what we call the exchange chambers. So it could be Rabbi Nachman, he switched to Aramaic because of of, uh, of what we have to do here to work on the dom- on the exchange chambers, which is another term for the targum, for the admixture of good and evil. So he says like this, the blessings that you activate when joining your sechel with emuna. On the Kabbalah, that means joining Chabad, chokhma binadat and putting into it, you, if you put into the chokhma binadat emuna, which is called Malchut, from a higher level. We went into this many times, so I'm not going to go into it right now so much, but we take Malchut from a higher level, we went into that also, that there's four pl- planes, four levels, four dimensions, each one having ten sefirot. So the lowest sefirah, Malchut, of the world, the level above, where we hold it called Asiya, okay. It's called Malchut of Yetzirah, so it's inner innerness because each sphere has an innerness and an outerness. There's a pnimi and a chitzoni. So the innerness of the Malchut joins with the with the external of Chokhmah Bin Binadad, which it's, it comes from. This is a bit tricky, but we went into this a lot. Chesed Gvurati Feret outside. It's it's Innerness becomes external to chokhma bin Adad. We got lost already, I know. And we take the emuna, which is Malchut of Yetzirah. This together, joining emuna with Sechel, creates the Keter. Watch. from the inner essence of the blessing, which is created by joining emuna with Sechel, which means on a practical level, when you learn Torah, you learn with emuna, Meaning, you made your goal, not to just intellectually understand the Torah, but you made your goal that you're putting your intellect in emuna, which means what? That when you're learning Torah, your attitude is I'm touching something which has no end. I believe it's endless. The Torah is connected to the infinite, the page of Gemara I'm learning, the Chumash, the Rashi I'm learning. I may understand it, but I believe much more than I understand that there's endless depth here, and I'm focusing on that emuna, and I'm learning understanding on condition that i don't know how far reaching is what i'm learning that's on a practical level of joining emunah with that when you do that you merit something very special you get now to the inner essence of the blessings because the bracha the first bracha is called that you chose by doing a mitzvah with joy and by by doing a mitzvah with joy you activate what's called bracha i went into that earlier And bracha can be anything. You can choose a bracha for a nice house, a nice Porsche, a nice Ferrari. Or you can be smart and you'll aim higher. I want the blessing to know Hashem. Because when you aim for the blessing, you have to know Hashem, then automatically you have everything you need physically also. You don't need the big house to be happy and satisfied in the Porsche and everything. Whatever Hashem sends you, you know that's what's needed, it's necessary, because you're aiming high for the blessing of the sechel, of the intellect, okay? So, when, that's the blessing of the intellect, and you join it with emuna. So this is called the penimiyut ha So Rabbi Nachman says two things. He says, B'penimiyut birchaan shehu dakuta Kabbalistically, it's called the pnimi. Pnimi. it's the inner part of the sphere of malchut. That's why he calls it, he, he uses this term, pnimiyut of the blessings, from the inner essence of the blessing, which is called the penimi of malchut of Okay, that's the Kabbalistic term. Term, and what does that mean on a practical level? Shiud dakuta birchan, which is the refined part of the blessing. Refined part means when you succeed in joining your da'at with emuna, you now re- re- merit to a, a more refined level of bracha. The initial level of bracha is intellect. The da'at to learn Torah, to know how to understand Hashem. Initial level. Okay, you join emuna to that, you now are granted and you are worthy of dakuta the more refined level of the blessing and what is that refined, what is it, he's saying from this refined blessing, what is it bless? nitbarech <inaudible> mehem, because it's plural, blessings now nitbarech <inaudible> mehem, from them, because don't forget the mind always contains a few parts, the chokhmah bin adat so each one is blessed, so it's plural, nitbarech <inaudible> mehem, okay what's called the this is so important in life this is such a key and especially for today when people have all types of hyper, hyperactivity, ADD ADHD, people are needed, tranquilizers to calm down their imagination is running people have all types of crazy things what's lacking is what's called Hadat, the settling of the mind and he's saying Rabbi Nachman here if you succeed in doing mitzvot with joy, and then you go up and up and up and up and up and reach the blessing of intellect and join it with emuna, you now have blessed, have a blessing on what's called the settling and the organizing of the mind. You'll see he's gonna switch it. Sometimes he says, misader meyashev, and then he, and sometimes he says, meyashev He says this, this which means the organizing and the settling of the intellect, which is so important because this is the key perceiving Hashem. We've said this many times that if people had yeshuvadat, if a person had c- uh, pure clear calm mindedness they would see clearly that Hashem is running the world. The reason why people Rabbi Nachman says that also in the Moran part 2 lesson 10. The reason why people don't connect to God is because they don't have yeshuvadat they're caught up in their stupidities. People are cut up and especially with the internet and the technology where everything's fast and they keep your mind so busy. When you see the shorties, what's called the shorties? The shorts? On, on TikTok, on, on Instagram, you can waste hours and hours on, on nothing. You, got, you, got, you get nothing out of it, right? And everything is like to keep you busy, keep your mind busy. Why? So you don't focus on what you're supposed to focus on. What are you supposed to focus on? Hashem. But you can only focus on Hashem if the head is calm. If the head has clarity and quietness, it becomes clear that there's a God in the world and there's Hashem, there's an existence. The reason why we're far <coughs> from Hashem is because there's no yeshvat. So that's why you need a bracha in the Mesa You have You need a bracha for yeshvat. This is scary. Because you would think, so what's the patent? What's the remedy? What's the medication for hyperactivity? For ADD? For ADHD? For people who are just and their imagination is running, the answer is, there's no remedy. You need, you need the, you need a bra, when you say a bracha, what does it mean? When you say something needs a blessing, that means it needs help from above to work. When you say, you, he's saying, Rabbi Nachman, Nit it becomes blessed. When you say it becomes blessed, that's already supernatural. That's already meaning, it's, in, it's up to Hashem to allow this to happen. In other words, the bracha, you've activated bracha, which comes from above, that brings the remedy. It's not like, so what can I do to remedy it? Yet nothing. You have to go through these stages that he's mentioning this lesson to eventually come to Yeshuvadat. It's a bracha. You hear that? Well, how do you help someone? Hyperactivity? You try to help him, ultimately, or someone whose mind is running and running of imaginations and crazy things. How could you help them? What, what can I do? How can I help my son who's going to who have hyperactivity and this and that? He needs, a, he needs the bracha of Yeshuvadat. Which means it has to come from above. When you say bracha automatically, that means <laughs> I can't do anything. It's like a, a technical remedy or pill or something. It's, it's a bracha. You, so, what can I do to activate the bracha? That's what he says. Mm-hmm. All the stages in this lesson to do the mitzvah with joy, to go up, to aim for the, 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 the blessing of sechel, and then join in raimuna, then you're ready for this thing called the keter, which is the misadir, it's a bracha. Okay, meaning comes from above. You have activated this blessing now. If you do the mitzvot with joy, it happens automatically. It ha- it's, it's meant to happen automatically. That if a person works on being besimcha, basically we Nachman is saying like this: You want to be healed of hyperactivity and thinking too much and lack of cal- being calm. You gotta work on being simcha and doing mitzvot simcha. Doing the mitzvot simcha is the key that leads to Yisshuva. That's what he's saying here. Okay? On, on a practical level. So, So, from the essence, the inner, inner essence, the refined part of the brachot, of the blessing, which is due to joining emunah with the sechel, becomes blessed from this, the structuring and the settling of the mind. keter. We went into this many times. What Hashem tells, Yitzchak avinu, Yitzchak, when there's a famine, so he panicked in a way. He says, Okay, I have to go down to Egypt. Like Avram Avinu went, I have to leave. So Hashem said, No, stay here. Don't leave. Wait. Wait. That's what he's going to say, waiting. And Eye Micha, why are you waiting? Because he's saying, this is how Rabbi Nachman's reading the proof. Eye Micha, I will be with you and I will bless you. So it's said, Eye is a holy name, Eke, Because it's so funny. The holy name associated to Keter in the Kabbalah is the name Ekiah, which translates as I will be. Because it, that's what it means, really. Keter, it means to wait. Waiting means I'm not yet. I will be. Because you're waiting. You're in waiting mode. You know, I will enter the doctor's office. I will get, I'm in line. I'm waiting to get my turn. I'm waiting to have my existence. My, what I'm waiting for, it's on waiting mode. That means I'm still not there yet. So it's called Ekiah. And that's waiting. And he's saying this is the secret for the settling of the mind. Being able to wait, but you can only sma- max. You can only master it if you have simcha in doing the mitzvot. So by Yitzchaki, Hashem told him. We went to this many times. Mecha, ek, as if to say, E-k-yeh is with you. You have keter and more than that, I will bless it. I will bless the keter that you have. Okay. Continuing, because we went into the, so many classes, we went into this. So keter hamtana. So now Rabbi Nachman wants to show you. And how do we know that the wording for Keter, the sphira Keter, connotes Hamtana? You just said he just threw ideas, but he wants a proof now to show you that Keter means to wait. Okay, what does it mean to wait? By the way, there's many things about the waiting. One thing of waiting is, for example, you're in the middle of doing something, okay, and then someone interrupts you and asks you a question on something else. So this the Maggid Mizra says, by the way. The stage between you shifting from what you're busy learning or reading, and your mind is focused one way, one place, and then someone, you just you know, hey, I I have a question to ask you, so then you your mind enters as a as as a no zone, and then you listen to the person. Yes, you know, there's a shift between you're, you're you're into something, and now you have to stop it. And going to listen to what the person is saying. So the Maggit HaMizrach says when you shift from what you were doing to listen to what the person is saying to you, and he's asking you to listen, so now your mind and your ratson have to stop and shift to him. Mm-hmm. So the Maggit HaMizrach teaches doesn't happen by itself. You go into a, a zone called the No-Zone, which is the zone of the Keter, mm-hmm. and from there you listen to a person. This is how the Ketir takes place in your life. You're in the middle of doing something and then you stop to do something else. Whenever you're shifting, it's not like just a shift. Okay, it's by itself, you're just stopping. You go into a no zone. It's like a, you, you, you lift yourself above the intellect. You have to stop. You're now, you're now like learning a Gemara, learning a Chumash, or you're at work, you're in Mathematica problem, trying to solve it, whatever. So now to stop it, so where did you go? <coughs> You stopped, okay, but what, what happened? You just stop and that's it? It's like, it's, it's not just pause. We know that because you're pausing and you're, like you're pressing the, stop not pressing the pause button, you're pressing the stop button, which means it's totally stopped. So, but where do you go at that point? Where are you now at that stop? You just like, you can't be still where you are because that means you're still here. I have to shift to something else. To do that, the Magid teaches you have to go to this no zone called the keter, and then you can able to go to another, another person to listen to what they're saying, okay? So he says, this is the whole idea of Keter. It's, it's a waiting period. Because you don't jump from one thing to another thing. There's this intermission where you stop, go somewhere else, and then listen, do the, the other thing, listen to, that, to what the person is saying. That piece that you're in between is called Keter. Because it's Hamtana, you're waiting, it's a waiting period. I don't, I, can't, I don't go from one to two like that. I go one, I stop, and then I go to two. I can't shift directly to it. It's impossible. People can do it fast. But it, as fast as they are, there's a hamptana. It's a waiting period. Okay. So he says the nature of the keter, the Magadim explains, is you have to wait. It's at, at that time called wait. Okay. He says something even deeper. He says, there's a pasuk that says, L'han khil o havai yesh there's a, I think there's a verse in Mishle it says the internet connection is unstable, one second okay, fine, it's okay it's okay, Um, I'm trying to move it back no, it's okay this one's also reconnecting I hope it's connected can you guys hear us? Daniel and Valerie can you hear us? it's connected. Okay, fine. Let's continue. Fine. Yes, thank you. Okay, good. They're they're listening. So this thing, this 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 uh, stage, Hamtana. It's amazing how this I was saying something else, I lost it. I lost what I was saying. Okay, it's a waiting period. It's needed. And that's why uh, yeah, sorry, I was saying Lahan It's a verse from Proverbs. Hashem says, I will give to those who um I love, yesh. So he says, yesh, is gematra is 310. 310 times 2 is 620. 620 is keter. Keter is 20. Tav is 400. Reish is two hundred, six hundred and twenty. So he says, yesh, there's a yesh. There's what's called, each tzaddik merits shy olamot. It's 310 worlds. So there's a world for chokhmah, he says, and there's a world for bina. It's, it's yesh and yesh, build the keter which means you see you're also it means you're shifting from one yesh to another yesh so it, together it equals keter yesh means existence it means what's it called tangibility yesh something yesh means there is something the word yesh means yes there is it's an existence it's a it's a it's a it's an essence Keter is above essence, it's above, okay? So yesh plus yesh, when you're shifting from one yesh to another yesh, okay, you have to go to the domain of the no-zone called Keter, which is 620, yesh is only 310, the other yesh is 310, Mm -hmm. together, you see, they make six of the Keter, because to to go from one existence, from one thing to another thing, you have to go to the no-zone called the Keter, okay? And that's why it's called ekyeh, the name ekyeh, which translates as I will be, because basically that's what the, the keter is. The keter is, you're waiting, I'm waiting from one to the other one, so I'm in, I'm in waiting mode and I will now <coughs> listen to you, I will connect, I will understand what you're asking. Right now I'm not there yet, I have to shift from A to B, so it's a no-zone called keter and then I get into that. That's how the Maggit explains the thing of the keter, unbelievable, okay? And uh, the Magid of Kozhnitz, he adds that Nefesh means also to take a break. Shavat vainafash. What we say, and on the seventh day, Hashem rested and vainafash. He allowed for Nefesh, which is to take a break. Mm-hmm. Nefesh, take a break, is another. To- waiting, you're waiting. Vacation means to- I'm taking a, a break. Break is a waiting mode. Mm-hmm. So the Nefesh in the Kabbalah corresponds to the the sphere of Malchut, the lower sphere, okay? Mm-hmm. Just to explain. You have what's called Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida, okay? So oh. these five here, Nefesh is the Malchut, Ruach is the sixth sphere of Zeran Pina. I know this is a bit deep, okay? So Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama is what's called mm-hmm. Bina, okay? Nefesh of Neshama, Chaya is the chokhma the wisdom, it's a verse the wisdom from Quelit brings life to those who possess it so Chaya yeah. and the Yechida is the Keter is the connection to the Keter which people barely have okay? but Malchut is called Nefesh so now each each level, each world has these five, these ten Sfirot which are broken to what's called ten, mm-hmm. five, five parts Ufim they're called parts him yeah. the sections, we take the ten Sfirot and put them into sections Malchut of a higher world is Keter of the lower world. So that he says the of question. It's Nefesh is referring to Malchut mm-hmm. and it's a break. And it's, but and it's at the same time, it's the Keter of the lower world. In other words, from Keter of a lower world, Asiya. let me see if I have any maps here to try to best explain it. Okay? One, two, three. Here. By the way, this is what we spoke about. The five-part Sufim, you see? See, it's broken. Malchut Tiferet is these six Sefirot, Bina. I don't know if you can see. You can see yeah. that. You can see that. Yeah. And just to get all the people can see it also. So you have here in the back of the BRI liquidity runs. I know it's tricky. Okay. You have here Keter, Chochma, Bina, Tiferet, which is there and Bina and Malchut. Okay. So there's the five levels: Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida. Also, it doesn't bring it down here necessarily. He brings it in the notes somewhere. Here, how, they, how they can, they, they can support, the, they correspond. Okay. But now, what's the thing is, Keter, of a, a, this is one, like there's four levels, of four dimensions of the, of the 10 Svirot. Four dimensions, right? So Keter, like we said, of, of the lower world, will be Malchut of the higher, of the higher world. So this, this is the world of Asiyah, the, the, the dimension of Asiyah, the, the lowest of the four worlds. And on top of that is Yetzirah. The, the Malchut of Yetzirah sits over here. In other words, Keter is Malchut. Mm-hmm. But the shift from Keter to Malchut, the Magid says you need nafash. You have to wait. In words, nefesh is waiting. It trans, it's, at the same time it's keter of the lower world and it's malchut. How can it be both? Because it's a waiting process to get to that, mm-hmm. to become, to start the process from the 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 malchut of, of uh, the keter of the lower world to become the malchut of the higher world. It's nefesh. That's why it corresponds to the nefesh, which is the lowest of the five souls, which translates as nafash. vainafash, To take a break. Okay, this is the Magid of uh, Koznet says okay, so you have Magid of Koznet, the Magid of Mizrach fine, okay, let's get back to Rabbeinu Rabbeinu says now so and this is what we want to get to this is the point we going to get to like it says in Iov, chapter 36 of Iov Elihu ben Brachel one of the friends of Iov trying to console Iov Iov, if you know, he suffered a lot he suffered with physical <coughs> sicknesses like leprosy, and a loss of money. And and he was very broken, and he was upset, and he felt that Hashem was against him, okay? So his three friends came to try to console him. He also lost family, whatever, children. So they tried to console him. Eliphaz, and another one, and Elihu, and none succeeded. Elihu in the end succeeded. And the, the, from chapter 1 to 36, it's all like you know what his complaints were and what they tried to say to try to console him. And it wasn't acceptable. Finally, Elihu was able to convince him. In this chapter thirty-six, he says, "Wait for me a little." He started. He gave three three sections of arguments. Before the third one, Elihu says, "Wait for me a little, and I'll answer even better stuff, and I'll show you." And the verse is amazing. How the rest of them. I will show you that you can't use your da'at to understand. You have to take your da'at and put it far. In other words, you won't comprehend Hashem's ways, what He's doing to you. You have to go for in order to accept what's going on, what's happening. Okay? So, Qatar and he said, his, his opening words was, Qatar li wait for me a little. Let me, the pshat is like this. Eliu said, let me compose my thoughts a little and I'll answer you even better arguments. And the third section of arguments of Eliu is what convinced of to, to be quiet and not to, to be angry at Hashem. Okay? So he said, Qatar li This is not in Hebrew, this is an Aramaic. Katar means wait me ze'er. That's not even Hebrew, it's in Aramaic. Wait for me a little. Why <coughs> of the book of E? everything's written in, in holy tongue, Lashana Kodish. All of a sudden these three words are written in Aramaic. What's going on? Again, because here it's connected to the domain. Waiting is the domain that sifts out the Targum, the exchange chambers. In order to sift out the holiness trapped in the the, the exchange chambers, you need the secret of the Keter. Keter is waiting. So we think, to wait? If I'm in danger zone, why wait? No, that's the secret. If you can succeed waiting while being in the danger zone of the exchange chambers, which is Targum, which is the tree of knowledge of good and evil, where there's an admixture of good and evil, good and evil. The best example today is the media. The media right now, crazy, pro-Palestinian, pro-Israel, and you're going nuts. The whole thing is this balagan, crazy, all crazy opinions. He's saying this, and everyone's mixed up. You see the whole world is mixed up based on what they're saying. It's absolutely, absolutely crazy what's happening in the world because of what happened here on, on Simchat Torah, right? So this is a classic example of exchange chambers. You know, we know what's right, fine, but the world is saying crazy things. You know, you're, you're switching so clearly the Shekher of the Come on, all right? So, he's saying the domain of Targum, this is where you need the Keter. You would think, ah, let me get out of here. No, the Keter, the waiting process, while in the exchange chambers, and being able to wait and not to succumb to the trap of the mixture of good and evil, which means not. not not, not, not succumbing not falling into making finalizations and decisions because of the pressure of falsehood trying to overcome you being strong and waiting I'm waiting, no 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 you have to decide now, you have to open up now you have to make a decision, no I'm waiting what are you waiting, are you crazy yes I'm crazy that's ketter. it's scary you can only succeed in doing this if you have simcha doing the mitzvot okay, so going back Rabbeinu saying, the word Keter Khaf, Tavresh are the same letters as this word that Elihu says to Eov. Elihu says to Iov, chapter thirty six, verse two, Katar li you Iov, wait for me a little, and I'll say to you even more arguments. Okay. So Rabbeinu is trying to explains that what is this? What, what is what is the idea that we're trying to say? Ki Adam Omer Hamten Ad because when we ask of a person some type of information, of an intellectual piece of information that he's that we're expecting him to give over, we're asking him to give over something. He says, "Wait until I compose myself. Wait until I settle my mind." And he wants to say here on the pshat, this is what Elihu was telling Eov. Elihu was telling Yehov, "You have questions and questions and questions. I'm ready to answer." but I want you to wait for me a little to compose myself before I answer you my next set of arguments and it was this last set of arguments that won over Eov what he said there, okay so, on a deeper level okay, we, we went into this a little uh, if you heard it or not that there's, there's something really deep happening here with Eov Eov, first of all, who was he? the Arizal says, Eov was the reincarnation, the Gilgul of Terach the father of Amav okay, what was Terach, why was he called Terach, Terach, the Arizal says, is from the word lehartiach, to boil, to bubble up, when you're cooking something, lehartiach, to boil and bubble up the water, why was he called that, because he made a major mix up, what was the major mix up, so the Arizal says, that the way Avram Avinu was conceived, was not proper, how was Avram Avinu conceived by his father Terach, Terach number one, was a major, major, major idol worshiper. As we know the famous story, that he sold idols. And Avram Avinu, when he was the age of three, he broke all of his father's idols. Terach went to complain to Nimrod, my son broke the idols. Says, okay, so throw him in the fur- furnace. And he was saved, okay? Age three, okay? There's different opinions. There's so many different midrashim and opinions when it happened, how old he was. How could he three years old already think like that? Whatever. There's many opinions. But the bottom line was that Terech was a big idol worshiper. And he purposely decided to be with his wife when she was impure, Nida. You might ask, one second, Nida is a Torah ritual for Jews. Terech wasn't Jewish. What do we care that he was uh, Nida? So it seems that the Goyim, even before receiving the Torah, they knew of the impurity that exists even in sorcery and in witchcraft. When a person cohabits with his wife, when she's Nida, even for going he can have bad repercussions back then maybe today also I don't know but back then they knew based on sorcery and witchcraft and astronomy and everything that being of a woman of Nida can have negative repercussions and he did it purposely for whatever reason because he was so steeped in his falsehood of idol worship he wanted specifically to be with his wife when she was impure so now. The Arizal says like this, he says, and it's amazing, because it's also connected to the parsha of the weak, with the relationship of Lot with his daughters, and from that relationship with Mo- came Moab, from Moab came Ruth, from Ruth eventually came David the that David the had such impure roots from such an impure, that was the whole problem David al had when he was alive, that they claimed that the mother was not considered Jewish because it was a a female Moavite is, is allowed to convert a male Moavite is forbidden and, and it was going back and forth no, she's also forbidden, yes, she's permissible okay, so the, it was questionable David Malik's lineage from the mother's side, okay so so uh, what was the story here that um the Arizal says like this, and it's a parallel, with Atarach and his wife, and Lot with the daughters. When the evil side has trapped in them a very, very holy spark, a holy soul, okay, so Hashem fools the evil side by giving them, a, showing them an opportunity to get the holy spark trapped further. Hashem convinces the evil side, if you allow this, holy, this soul to be brought into this world in an impure format, so there's great chances that it'll become even more impure. Mm-hmm. So, what our result says, the Hashem fools when he sees a holy, holy Nishama, such as Avram Avinu, such as eventually the spark of David Amalek through root, okay, for example, by Lot and the daughters, when he allows the evil to agree to let loose. From being trapped and 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 stuck in the in the exchange chambers deep, this holy neshama, they purposely even allows this soul to come down to this world from a very impure relationship. Like for example, Lot with his daughter. That's crazy. Okay, that's that's sodomy. What's called sodomy or incest? incest. Thank you, incest. Or Avram with his wife as a and Avram, uh, sorry, Terach. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Terach with his wife. She has a funny name, but uh, California, uh, forgot her name. The Avram Avinu's mother. We can look it up. It's in the Gemara. It's in the Midrash. So he was with his wife purposely to to do evil. In other words, his intent was to do idolatry. So they used that as an opportunity to allow Avram Avinu's soul to come down. But that result continues. But nonetheless, the good outweighs the bad, and they lose out. They always lose out the evil side. They think it's a golden opportunity to allow this soul to come down to the world from such a bad relationship, a sexual relationship, and they think it will get stuck even more, but the exact opposite happens, that it breaks free to come out, okay? So that's how Avram came from Terach. So he was called le okay? He, he was boiled. He came back as a Gilgul, as Eov. Okay? His rectification, because Arizal says something amazing. This is the root from what Rabbi Nachman teaches. There's what's called Tshuva, and Tikkun. What's the difference? Tshuva, Hashem accepts you to come back. And meaning what? He doesn't block the doors on you saying you can, never do, you can never serve Hashem, you are not welcome, you can never come back. Tshuva says Hashem will let you come back to do more good. But Hashem expects you to fix the damage caused that you did already. In other words, it's two things. To do Tshuva, Hashem will take you back. But you still have to fix the damage. Hashem will forgive you, and you're forgiven but you have to realize that eventually you have to fix the damage you cause. That's called tikkun. The Arizal mentions this explicitly. So this idea of tikkun and tshuva is already mentioned by the Arizal. So because of that, even though we know, Rashi says clearly, Terach did tshuva. Terach came back, right? Before he passed away, Abraham Ibn saw his father convert and do tshuva, whatever, he did tshuva, repented. He left his idol, 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 idolatrous ways. But he came back in a gilgul to fix the damage of the tirtach, he came back as Eov okay? And Eov as you know, there's an opinion that he was one of the advisors of Paro. And it's strange because he also knew Yitzchak Avinu. Because mm-hmm. there's an opinion that um, that um, Elihu Ben Barachel, who's telling Eov in this pasuk, wait for me a little, and I will answer you back, that this is actually Yitzchak Avinu. It's in the Midrash. It's a machloket between Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says that um, Elio ben Brachan is actually Itzhak So how could it be Eov lived so long? And it's, yes, he lived so long. He knew at the same time Yitzchak knew, and he knew also Paro. He was an advisor for Paro. That he that he gave bad advice. He said, "Don't let the Jews wash themselves and take away their money." Said, That's why Eyo was punished. Mida keneged mida. He was punished that he was inflicted with his body, and he lost his money. He had tons of wealth, like the the, the book of Eyo reads. Okay, so Yitzchak, the Arizal holds by this opinion very strong, that 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 he was. That 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 uh, that Eiov was the Gilgul of Terach, okay, and Elihu Ben Rachel was Yitzchak Avinu, talk, and he's the one trying to 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 console him. He's called he's called Elihu Ben Berachel. Elihu meaning he's my God, Hashem is my God, mm-hmm. and he's the son of Avram Avinu was Barachel who was blessed by by God also by the Lord Barachel. We know that Hashem Barachet Avram Bakol. Avram 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 was blessed. He was called. He was called blessed. So Yitzchak is as Eliu ben Barach El. Okay. So it's funny. You can read this verse as if to say that Yitzchak is telling him, li I have mastered the Keter, Because Hashem told him the first person we brought earlier that Hashem told Yitzchak when he thought to go down to Egypt, stay here, I will be with you." I will give you the Keter. You have the Keter. The Keter is with you. Eye <laughs> Mecha. Keter, Ekiyeh, the holy name Ekiyeh, which is Keter, is with you and i bless it. So he's telling him now, Katarli, <laughs> I have the Keter, but, and, 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 small, and, and small, on a smaller scale, and in this point, whatever, and, I, and, and, bec- and now I can answer you because of that. Katarli, I've mastered the waiting, I have the Keter, as if he's saying. Elihu is saying, basically, wait for me, but I, I need to be waited. I need to wait, because I have the Keter, the secret of the Keter. And it, it, it's in Aramaic, like we said, because this is the domain that's needed, the exchange chambers, the domain of Targum, the domain of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, where everything's mixed. This is the domain where you need clarity. That's why, that's why he spoke to him in Aramaic. He said these words in Aramaic, you, Eov, that you are lacking clarity of questions on Hashem, you're lacking Hamtana, waiting, because you don't have clarity in the head, you're, that means you're lacking Keter, because you're lacking Simcha. Mm-hmm. So Katar Lizer, I have Simcha. I Yitzchak Avinu, eliyu Ben have the Simcha, I have the Keter, so you wait for me, and I will be able to give over to you from my Keter, from my Simcha, to give you clarity, which is actually what happened. He was able to convince him at that point. Okay? So, but Rabbeinu is saying something so, so needed today. When we ask a person, you don't have to be quick to answer. You think sometimes, oh, the smart kids in the class, they answer like that, they answer like that, you know, and you feel so stupid. You look know, at the joke, they make fun of the Hungarians, you know? You know the Hungarian joke? And uh, it's, it's why it's forbidden to tell it's a joke. Why is it us, sir, to tell a Hungarian a joke on Shabbat? Because he only gets the joke after Shabbat, and then it's the that's the prohibition of preparing from Shabbat to the weekday. That's asur. You're not to prepare from Shabbat You're to chol. Not prepare from Shabbat to he Shabbat? T'chol. He only gets the joke Saturday nights. it's okay. So it's a joke they say. But but here Rabenu's praising not to be quick, because oh, the way of a person who answers an intellectual question Hamten Achet Yashev. In other words, Rabenu's teaching us in this lesson that waiting is a virtue. You think, oh, I have to run, 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 run. I have to do, I have to get up in the morning and daven. There's the running part. But you should know the goal is to reach the waiting part. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Hamten is the highest level. You have, for example, in, I saw once in Piskei Chuvot, The book Piskei Chuvot goes into the idea that there's, a, there's an inyan to shackle when davening. When you daven, it's in halacha, talks about it, that a Jew is like a, a flame that flickers, a candle a candle is always moving, so Jew and davening should move, okay? it brings down, but you have a level of tzaddikim that they reach such a level of nullification that they just stop moving. And it's a higher level. There's a higher level that you're not moving anymore. Okay? Because normally, I'm into things, I'm into things. That's good. That's the initial level. The goal is to reach a level where you're, you're waiting now. You're able to just wait. Hamten. You're not like, this is like when you move, that means there's movement. There's forward movement. I'm going, I'm advancing on this. The movement is showing momentum. Mm-hmm. Momentum, momentum. But the goal is to reach the Keter, which is now you stopped. And to be able to do that. Most people that they're running, they're running, they're running. You put the wall, they try to keep on running. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know how to... We didn't go into the wall yet, by the way. The Betisha. It's not even, it's in section 8. I'm, I'm, I'm going fast forwarding a little. He's going to go into this. But here, Rabbi Nachman is trying to teach us, you need Hamtana now which is the Keter. For, in order to reach this level called the Keter, which is the next level up from, from starting and doing Mitzvot of joy, you get to this Keter, and the quality, the quality of, the characteristic of the Keter is Hamtana. That's, in other words, he's saying what we said earlier, the mesader, the Structuring and Settling of the Mind is another term for waiting. To have the mind settled, you need to Wait no but I have to learn after, and Hashem does have a person Hashem pushes a person back
1: but I missed out on
0: my learning I missed out on this yeah because you have to work on the Keter yeah but other people they're not you are the chosen one you are special, you have reached the level of the ketah, they haven't, that's why they keep on, you have other people they're learning their, their, their daily schedule of Torah study, without any interruptions for 20, 30, 40 years they finish their shas and everything and little you, you're trying to learn Torah a little bit, you get smacked in the face well, I just want to learn, Hashem I just want to learn one Mishnah, what's wrong, what did I do wrong no, why? but I just, this guy, he finishes all the Mishnah every year and everything and I, I can't even learn one Mishnah you are special. Why am I special? Because you have reached the Keter. You are aiming higher than these people. These people are not looking for the Keter. They're looking just to status quo, to be like everybody else, and that's it, okay? You want the Keter. You wanna come out of your darkness. You wanna do the the simcha in order to come out. You are special. You're gonna to have to go through a lot of ups and downs in order to create this waiting. The waiting in order to make the settling and organization of the mind. So again, this is Qatar Lizeer. Wait for me a little. There's so much more we can go into. We have to stop here. Okay, we'll continue here. I should have said at the beginning of the class, I'll say it now, that if you feel these classes are really helping you, please uh, share them on your status, please. Thank you for joining. To be continued, Vezet Hashem, uh, next week. And if you have questions, you can always WhatsApp me or email me, Vezet Hashem. Thank you so much for doing. And the-